0: Hey house. Okay. <laughs> um, hi, good girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. My bad. I'm so freaking stoked that you guys liked the first episode. Um, we had a lot of fun recording it. So I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, and we got a lot of really good feedback. Um, so I want to start this episode right out the gate by um, saying that... This will have spoilers. So if you have not read A Court of Thorns and Roses. Keep freaking scrolling. Just kidding. <laughs> don't listen to this episode. Please. Unless you, if you want you, spoilers. Or if you like spoilers. Yeah. Then listen. Um, Agitar itself I will say. I don't feel like there's much to be spoiled. I feel like when you get into like court of missing Fury. and also for those of you who are confused we said we were going to do both but then me and andy andy handled guitar, i handled akamath and we have pages of stuff to talk about so
1: <laughs> yeah it's bad but good it's good <laughs> our bad our bad so we
0: didn't want to i don't know we just didn't we want didn't it to be rushed
1: like... and just scatterbrained to where we're trying to cram all this info like we want to actually like enjoy talking about the books rather than just info dump. So.
0: Yes. And we wanted it to not be like, I don't know about you, Andy, but I don't really have like two hours or three hours in a day to listen to a podcast. No.
1: And I just get bored after rather, like, like an hour's like. Yeah. The perfect. Like spot. I
0: We're leaving like. you guys wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> We're edging you. So to speak. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> just kidding. That's used in a different way. Anyways. It's on to the next thing <laughs> we're gonna talk about <laughs> as we said we're gonna open each episode with us talking about the books that we're like currently reading and um andy what books are you currently reading you go first i've talked That's a lot okay
1: i'll be talking most of the episode anyway so we want to hear your beautiful voice all we can sure um i've been like going through akatar i am now on wings and ruin and my brain just can't compute with how Sarah's able to write this stuff like yeah i literally was I up till like two you. i was up till two i was like oh I'll just start a chapter i was up till two reading and my husband's like are you coming to bed babe it's like I uh, yes now
0: i am no <laughs> have you seen the picture of the guy where he's like And he's pointing at the wall behind him and there's a string oh
1: that's me
0: that's literally us like i i literally went to one chapter i know what chapter in akatar is my favorite and i went to it and you i'll say the chapter and let's see if you know which part it is it's chapter 20. oh yes so there's a lot of foreshadowing (laughs) (laughs) so i went to chapter 20 Mm -hmm. because i was like that's my favorite part of the book and i'm scrolling through it and I just come apart I like it's so funny cuz I literally read one line where she's saying She's saying that she has this feeling like she's being tugged and she's being told like, go see, go, go, go oh, see. Girl. And she's being girl. tugged.
1: <laughs> we're the same person. I have it tabbed. I'm like, we're talking about this today. We're talking about I wrote it so big. I was like tugging. No, like I have like all of these. like. Tony. So when I'm talking about, I'm going to talk about like the actual synopsis, but I'm also going to bring up like, this is a huge foreshadowing moment, which you'll see eventually, but I'm not going to tell what it's foreshadowing to. Like
0: yeah so then we can like get to the basically like, setting it up for you purposes yes yeah. yes these all have and even in i feel like there are even moments like in in like where the glamour doesn't work on nesta mm-hmm. that foreshadows stuff like it all foreshadows things the painting on her freaking dress anyway yeah, sorry. so we'll get to that we'll get I'll, to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited, you guys. I'm so excited. What are you reading, Joss? I could talk about What this are you
1: reading? For hours.
0: You're right, you're right, you're right. What am I reading? Okay. So I just finished Book of Azrael, hey, hey, hey. which I was telling Andy about. I'm just going to say a line from it, and hopefully that convinces you guys to read it. So there's a line where the main character, mm-hmm. um, the main female character says... To a group of people that she introduces the main male character as her friend. Okay. Mm. And her friend, who his name's Liam, looks at like gets all pissed off looking, like he looks angry. And as the group walks away, he pulls her to the side and he's like, um, basically is like, I'm gonna f the word friend out of your vocabulary later. What again? You should be freaking jack sparrow over here oh gosh um but i'm on the second book right now and it's called the throne of broken gods and it is so good because i this book is unlike anything i've ever read before first of all it is a very very unique fantasy storyline which i think is cool because that's hard to do that's really hard to do that's what i've heard um but aside from that i love i mean i'm a nesta girly i'm a i'm like a man and girly i freaking love a villainous it's
1: the slytherin in you girl
0: oh you're right (laughs) you're right i love like a villainous oh and she's just so bad she's so naughty it's like a villainous like heroine
1: almost like if that even makes sense like
0: villainous but for a reason like manon was a villain because her grandma made her into a villain. And um Nesta was a villain because she feels like she was stolen from by the cauldron. Like like these people are villains for a totally. reason. And Diana is a is a villain for a reason that will rip your heart out and crush your school. So basically when your, I- skull, your heart
1: <laughs> rip your heart out then crush your school. Yeah, <laughs> crush your soul. Is what I'm just-
0: Gosh. <laughs> and I am like sitting in my Bed the other night, you're reading the end, and I'm like, "No, no, no!" And it's so sudden, like you really don't expect it, which I like. It's so good, you guys. I cannot I have a say hard enough. time when I can so. call
1: a book. Like, I don't like being able to like like I don't mind if it happens every so often, to where like it's been laid really well. But if I can just like predict the whole book, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, Mm-mm. so.
0: Have you ever heard that that TikTok sound? That's like, um, Kings have honor soldiers have bravery poets have heart mm-hmm. yeah and all i have is rage she diana is the epitome
1: of that sound well i'm getting my the kindle epitome. saturday so because my ipad died <laughs> <laughs> welcome
0: to the Kindle i gang. Just, i like kindles though because you can read outside that's i've heard
1: like reading outside and like when like my friends would read it when they were like nursing their babies because it was like super bright
0: or in the tub because it's waterproof
1: oh my gosh i've done that yeah a world a whole new world (laughs) y'all the times i have put my ipad mini in a gallon ziploc bag so i can read in the tub i'm like over here just so you can read in the tub (laughs) Get your quote hands out of here. Do you have one of those
0: sprayers that you see I will
1: neither <laughs> confirm or nor deny. Oh. <laughs> uh, You're a hoe.
0: And no, I'm just kidding. But okay, I but well, you uh, can look be if at you our want freaking to.
1: podcast name.
0: <laughs> you right. Okay, okay. We should start yes. this episode. So let's do this. We both discuss what we've read. So let's do the damn thing.
1: Yes. My drug is my baby, happy, oh. right. using for the rest of my life. Don't make me love, make me see if it
0: doesn't show it to win it right. Oh, don't make me my drug, if my baby, Abby, for the rest of my life. Don't make me love, make me see if it doesn't show it to win it right. Oh, don't make me my drug, if my baby, Abby, for the rest of my life. Okay, Akitar pronunciations, here we go.
1: I'm glad it's you not me you guys
0: i literally looked up the way sarah pronounces, pr- pronounces <laughs> pronunciation pronounces these i looked up the way that she does it so
1: god has spoken
0: if you're upset take it up with sarah yeah you can't be mad at me oh that was asmr <laughs> <laughs> <you with> Baron? <laughs> um okay So I'm gonna we're gonna get started. These are all of the characters from that I remember that are important to know how to say the name from Akatar. Some of these might not be introduced in Akatar and might be in Akamath, but I just wanted to get them out of the way. The main people, the main things you got to know. Okay, so first we have Feyre. Okay, that is our main leading lady. Okay, did you hear that?
1: Mm I did. Feyre
0: tamlin or tampon as we will repeatedly call him in this podcast tim tam the tool Um, man like
1: rena says maybe not in this episode (laughs) yeah well there's a lot of Um, foreshadowing of why we think that though in this book so
0: okay okay so maybe we can call him tampon in this. okay um okay resand or reese when it's spelled r h y s and that's reese or r y H-Y-S-A-N-D, resand. Mm-hmm. It's not Rhysand. Girl, rice. that's how I pronounced it at it's first, re-sand. and then I was like,
1: I am a moron.
0: <laughs> My friend who introduced me to ACOTAR, that was like the first thing she told me. She was like, she like legit was pissed. She was like, it's freaking resand, okay? Like, sorry. So I knew from the beginning. Yeah, she, it drives me crazy now that I know how to say it when people say it wrong. But anyways, Cassian, mm-hmm. okay? Cassian, Azriel, Azriel—that's how you say that one. Elaine, Elaine, Nesta, my girly Nesta, Amrin, Morgan. So it's not Morgan; it's Morgan. Mm-hmm. You have to like, an, like a little bit more, almost like yeah. British. Say it um, more of an O or more. She goes by more a lot in the books. Yeah. This one I hear people pronounce wrong a lot. It's Lucian. I
1: butcher that one. Lucian. Is it Lucian or Lucian? Because people go... Lucian? Because Lucian, I've done Lucian and, like, I've heard Lucian It's and, like... It's Lucian.
0: Just... It's Lucian. L-O-O dash... This is the phonetic. This is phonetic spelling. L-O-O dash S-H-I-E-N. Oh, Lucian. Lucian. So posh. Um... Amarantha. Amarantha. Okay. Ator. So ator. Ator. Alice is how it's spelled L-A-I-S. I feel like that one's pretty easy, but
1: I'm Alice. not even gonna comment on Alice. that. Alice.
0: Um I called you, it Elise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ah, don't even, yeah. As I'm like, everyone's an idiot. You can't get this one right. Um, Prithian. 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 Okay. Highburn. This one was a discussion today because I could not, I was like, that's how it's pronounced? Okay. A bogey just bogey and that is not a person that is yes same that is a a creature it is not a human or person um a naga naga also a creature um what did i say that wrong oh no no that's an h okay so it's puka oh, also a character or a creature
1: even though it's in my notes
0: puka um one of my favorite creatures in the book <laughs> surreal 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 uh-huh. surreal and then the knight of nights, cal and may cal and may Okay. Girl, I'm just going to call
1: it fire night because I'm going to butcher that shit. Calamari or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I heard someone wants to be like, you know, calamari night.
1: <laughs> Literally is what I think of it. So I'm like, nope, nope. Like,
0: <laughs> Literally every time it's calamari. mentioned in my notes, it's like calamari. fire night. Yeah, call it fire night. That's easier. But if you want to be fancy, calamari My My bougie yeah. tank is empty. You guys, I wish you could see in this video, but... Can you see? I literally wrote the phonetic spelling next to <laughs> the word so that I could pronounce them perfectly for you guys. True love, that's what it is. True love. Anyways, all right. Um. Okay. Well, you ready to dive into this? Are you ready? Let's babe? do this. Do
1: this. All right. I'm so so just to start, she talked about all the characters. They are. Um. I'm gonna kind of give like a little explanation. Just about the first ones that are introduced, which is Farah, Elaine, Nesta, and Daddy Archeron. And so Farah is the youngest. And then we've got Elaine and Nesta. Mommy Archeron died a while back when Farah was eight. And in this, she is 19 at the very beginning. And her family used to be super prosperous. Her dad was, like, a merchant. And then, basically, Daddy was bad with investments. Um, this all happened after Mom died and they're going to poverty and dad gets beat up can't work is lazy um elaine's super just loving and innocent and thinks the world is flowers and sunshine and tries to be hopeful isn't she the baby no elaine how does elaine the age go? is middle pharah is the baby
0: middle yeah. okay so elaine's the is middle the baby and nesta Nesta's, yeah, the, Nesta's oldest. the
1: oldest and so nesta in this book, like we both love Nesta, but Nesta in this book, um, it's very obvious of the disdain she has for her father. Um, quite frankly, she's just like a jerk to, to Feyre. Like the only person she's not a jerk to is Elaine. She protects Elaine with everything that she has. Okay. So now that that is set on here, uh, essentially Feyre is protecting her family in regards to keeping them fed, having money, all of that. So it opens up with her in the woods and it's winter and she, they're starving essentially. And so she's desperate. And the catch is where they live. They're really close to what is a wall separating them from the fairies, which the wall's been there for 500 years. The fae. Yeah, the fae, <laughs> or they call the fairies, but yeah, the fae. And they've been warned about them their whole lives because there's been little holes in this wall where they'll come in and like basically like horror stories that like parents will teach their kids, like, oh, they're gonna come like snatch you from your beds kind of aspect. Like avoid them at all costs, they're bad. So they wear iron. Yeah, they wear iron to protect protect themselves. themselves. (laughs) They like do like markings and stuff. Like it's just a whole thing. So basically they hate them. And She's hunting really close to the wall because she's desperate because there's nothing, which is a big no-no because it's dangerous and a fae could be out. And she finally comes across a doe. And she's like, holy crap, it's finally here. I can shoot this. And she goes, takes her bow, gets ready to shoot. And she sees this big-ass wolf. And she's going, "I I have a choice here. And she's thinking in her mind, like, this wolf is unnaturally still and fairies have shape-shifting abilities so she's thinking like i should probably run but in her mind she's going through of like how it would be beneficial if this fairy was dead and how she hates them so much and was doing better things for the world it's also a
0: big wolf yeah isn't it's it? huge
1: like it's like double the size of what a be normal a wolf is <clears throat> excuse me but yeah so it's a huge wolf so she knows it's it's just off but she doesn't want to admit it because she's so desperate this wolf then sees her and attacks the deer and so she finally pulls um an ash arrow that she got from a traveling merchant which is claimed to be the only thing that can kill fae so she knocks this arrow shoots the wolf through the heart and the wolf falls but doesn't die and then he looks dead in the eye at her and she's wondering what the heck is going on because it's not attacking her and she just takes another arrow shoots it clean through the eye and it's dead so she decides she needs to hurry. It's almost the other night. She skins it to be able to sell the meat.
0: Farah's a you know, baddie. she is. Like,
1: she taught herself how to hunt. She went into the forest at 14. By herself and taught herself how to hunt because her family wouldn't do shit. So, yeah, she's a baddie.
0: <laughs> like, literally, this, I think, you guys who have read it know, like, Feyre was, Nesta was mad at Feyre because she was like, you're the reason that we don't have enough food because you're like another mouth to feed. That wasn't the only reason, but it was mm-hmm. one of them. Like you're another mouth I have to feed. Yeah. When really Nesta was not feeding anyone. If it had not been, like Pharaoh was their savior. Totally. Like if it had not been for her, they would not have had like, like Feyre talks about like needing new shoes. Like there's holes mm-hmm. in the bottom of her shoes. But instead, she's going to use the pelt of this wolf to make a coat for Elaine or something for, to be like for Elaine she's gonna and make, boots
1: for Nesta or something. A, but they didn't have it.
0: Yeah, and her and her shoes had like holes. And she's in the, the one hunting, or yeah. something. So there's and, it's a, and she's the one who's out in the cold. But, and
1: he probably asking like, why in the world is she doing it then? Like, why is she helping him? Well, Mama Archeron decided to say, "Hey homie, I'm on my deathbed." I need you to take care of your sisters. So at eight years old, she goes to the youngest sister and says, "Vera, I need you to take care of them. And so that is why she is holding on to this because promises and oaths were currency to them, um, especially in those days after the war from 500 years ago with the Fae. So she's holding on to that. She's taking care of him. She's honoring it. And she brings back the pelt. She's also just a yeah, good person. She, is. she really is. Like, she's a good person. Mm-hmm. And so she comes. Oh, And ahead.
0: she loves her family, regardless of their treatment. Yeah. You no, know, you're Sorry. good. She, and Sorry. she's, she's constantly she forgiving,
1: which I'm much better human than I am. But she goes home. She ends up bringing it, obviously, to her house first to like be able to clean and clean the deer, be able to get the meat ready. And her dad looks at her like a deer in the headlights and is like, uh, what did you do? What was the cost? And so basically, she's kind of had a little inkling there that like, this might be a fae pelt, you know, so they clean everything up. The sisters like scuttle about Nesta's doing her thing. Elaine's doing her thing. Um, they're talking about how Nesta might get married to somebody and Farrah's like, don't do it. He's an idiot, but she's not listening. So anyways, fast forward, they go into the market the next day to sell the pelt. And she's trying to sell it to people and she can't really get it to anyone. Cause they're all, there's just a lot of people. And nobody's wanting to give her, like, a fair price. And on her way in, she gets targeted by what they call acolytes and zealots, the children of the blessed who worship the Fae. And they go across uh, into Prithian. They're the Mormons. The Mormons. The Mormons. But they basically will... <laughs> They're missionaries. <laughs> They're, like, <laughs> tributes more so. <laughs> but they literally, like, tribute themselves, and they try to collect followers to be able to... Go be, quote unquote, like, fey brides for these lords and whatever in Prithian. And so they get targeted by them, and they start calling them, like, horrible names. are just kind of leaves, and Nesta and Elaine scoff at them, because they avoid them like the plague. And then she finds this mercenary, who are also dangerous to talk to, and she, like, talks to her about the pelt. She's like, nah, it's, it's not a Fay. Like, don't worry about it. I've seen plenty of them, but don't go anywhere near that wall again like, bad news, because she would work for higher-end people, like, lords and stuff, to protect their land from Faye. So, homegirl's seen some shit. So, she's warning Fae to stay away. She buys her, gives her a generous sum, because she wants to basically pay back what's been done to her in the past. So, fast forward, she gets home, gets the money, they're sitting down to eat at the table, and freaking door gets ripped off the damn cottage and there's a big ass beast with basically like a lion hybrid with horns and is like screaming who who did it who murdered him murderers and then it goes straight to the next chapter (laughs) (laughs) and this beast claims that
0: in true sarah yes every time
1: but this beast claims that the treaty has been violated and it has to be honored because someone murdered a fae. And he asks who murdered it. And Ferris stands up and says it was me. While Nesta is sheltering Elaine. And then her daddy Archeron's in the back, like, hiding as well. And so he gives her two options. Little yeah, bitch. seriously. Oh, my gosh. He gives her two options and says it's basically a life for a life. So you can either do um, live your life entire remainder of your life in Perithian on my territory or I'll shred you to pieces outside. Okay? And so she's like, and the dad finally pipes up. All right. Dad finally pipes up and says, you need to go. And so she, in true Feyre fashion, is like, okay, well, I'm leaving to honor this and I'll find a way back to you because I have a promise to mom, but she's thinking that internally. And her dad... Um, says this to her as she's leaving, after she tells them, like, here's how to survive. (laughs) And here's what you can do. Her dad says, you were always too good for here, Farah. Too good for us, too good for everyone. If you ever escape, ever convince them that the debt is paid, do not return. Don't ever come back. You go somewhere new and you make a name for yourself. Which is huge because two chapters before nesta says you will be a nobody you will be a nothing and no one will remember you so
0: yeah nesta's a freaking
1: yeah she's got she's got beginning. some issues i've said that word a lot today
0: <laughs> but you really don't like her in the beginning you
1: don't at all because
0: because of who she is you don't know enough you don't about understand her. her story yeah she's just at all once you understand her if little bit more fitting oh also i wanted to mention before you <laughs> keep going um i'm obsessed with how sarah writes her dedications of her yes. books and this book the dedication is so cute she writes it to her husband and she says because i know you'd go under the mountain for me which if you you'll, haven't read it that won't make no, any sense to you yet but, but you'll get it in it's a minute. so
1: sweet yeah and so i'm obviously long-winded so i'll fast forward here <laughs> um he takes no i yeah, love he all takes this. her into prithian right and knocks her out, binds her hands so she doesn't like fall over with magic. And she's like wondering where the heck she is. And she's thinking it's all just a ploy to like, so she can't know where she's going and all these different things. And she is like hell bent on getting home. So she finally gets into Prithia and sees this huge manor and it's gorgeous, it's hot, it's springtime. And she's like, okay, obviously magic keeps it spring here. Like that's odd. And it's stunning. And she's like, this is like the bit, like the most grand like manner I've ever seen. So she gets taken in, um, and she walks into the table, and the beast walks over the table next to the chair and sits in the chair and turns into a high fae. And he has a golden, like jeweled mask on, and she's assuming it's just like some kind of like high fae like fashion to be like vain, you know.
0: And we can we can hate Tampon but I'll give it to him. He's a cute mm, dude Kay. for blonde.
1: Yes. He's a cute dude. <laughs> yes.
0: I don't go for blonde generally. Yes. As like agreed. <laughs> <with> the Jared Kendall. <laughs> but yeah, so he's but he's
1: he's a, he's a she warrior. She describes him as being He's beautiful. a warrior through and yeah. through so he's got like a good body, good face, but she even though she can't see like his full but face. he's not wow. the
0: most beautiful man she's ever no, seen. No, we'll get to
1: that. <laughs> but so basically they're talking and then his um emissary comes in Lucian, and did i say that right i don't want you to like, give me a look it's lucien okay was yeah right. <laughs> um but yeah so he comes yeah, in like, think of Xi'an. like yes perfect yeah, that's what i was thinking when i said it but, but he comes in and hates her because the person that was killed was an actual fae that was transformed into a wolf as an emissary to like scout the human land so he knows the guy that was killed and he's pissed because he's a ginger nobody cares about him <laughs> but he's uh but yeah so he's pissed and then tamlin like sends her off to go get clean um oh by the way the face name's tamlin um but yeah he goes to and send her off to go be- get clean and she meets alice which is basically like her like servant to help her out And she refuses to change into a dress because it's harder to kill someone in a dress. So she gets into a tunic, ends up going down to eat. And homeboy Tamlin is a horrible flirt, man. What does he say to this woman? You look better. Your hair is clean. (laughs) And so he's trying to compliment her to make it less awkward, okay? And she's all pissed off here's the thing though think about when you read this for the first time when you read this
0: for the first time you're like he's nervous he's trying he's so he's so awkward <laughs> it's adorable and then you're like he's a beautiful
1: baby and you're like oh yeah no seriously though like sarah did a one-two real quick on us they'll just say that much but even when it gets to my favorite chapter when that I did, happened oh I'm yeah like, who is this? I was guy? like, no, 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 we're not gonna have like a love triangle here. Not okay. That was literally my mentality. Like, I even re- remember reading <laughs> the beginning
0: of of Acomaf for the first time. Sorry, I'm. This is how this is gonna go. We're gonna have yes. tangents, but the beginning of Acamath the first time when they like had sex again, I was like, oh, finally. <laughs> and there's a line in it where she's like, "This is exactly where I need to be. Exactly where I need to be." And I was like, oh my gosh, they're happy again. I know. After-
1: and you'll see why we're like so happy for them because they go through hell eventually. But. Um, yes. but. yes. But. But. <laughs> it's not what it seems. <laughs> but she starts freaking out about staying, essentially. And her family's going to die because she's been the source of them surviving. And so Tamlin, the high fay, eventually tells her like, hey, like, your family's going to be protected. Don't worry about it. Like, I ensured that your promise is honored by you staying here. The moment you leave, your family will die, and I will no longer, like, help protect them or whatever in what ways he has, which we don't find out till later. But she um, eventually wants... He tells her she can do whatever she wants. She can stay on the ground. She can go wherever. She's not a prisoner. And he says that multiple times, that she's not a prisoner. That's foreshadowing. But... (laughs) <laughs> I yeah, keep going I can't um but yeah so he tells her to go do whatever the heck she wants so she decides to go with Lucian out on hunts and the first time they go out on a hunt um they encounter the bogey right bogey that's how you say it yeah bogey. they encounter the bogey which is basically the invisible mist and you don't want to look at it you don't want to acknowledge it because it can turn into your worst fears and basically kill you. So they have to be quiet through this whole thing. It's it's
0: essentially, what's it called in Harry Potter?
1: Oh, de- not Dementor. Not a Dementor. No. I know what you're talking about, but no. I can't remember.
0: I'm looking, I'm Googling it. Keep talking. But I'm yeah, so they
1: counter that. They go home. They tell Tamlin. Tamlin goes out to kill it and whatever. And then she decides to like figure out more about um this tamlin character Oh, what is it
0: it's called a bogart. oh bogart. yes it also starts with a b which is funny because it's very similar to bogey bogey boggart um but yeah in harry potter that thing changes into like whatever your fear is which is exactly what yeah. a bogey does it changes into like whatever you are truly afraid of yeah
1: and then if that's not like worse for wear literally that night she goes to bed after getting home and i think it's that night or at least the next like a night after that she's sitting in her room and she looks at her window and she sees her dad outside her window so she's like oh my gosh i'm gonna hurry up and get down there and follow him he came to save me he does love me he actually cares about me he'll fight for me so you think and it she follows it and then tamlin stops her and goes look again and it's not it's a puka which can shape into your desires and it was basically luring her way to kill her slowly so she's having a a yeah, real real wild, good guys. time yeah
0: but like imagine thinking that your dad is finally like not being a piece of shit and he's gonna come save you
1: oh totally and then it's like oh just kidding dad has a
0: redemption arc okay folks dad redeems himself in some ways. finally
1: took like, him long enough but um I took him a lot of books oh good Moses I'm but yeah sorry I keep no you're good and, like, home girl one... you're good we can edit <laughs> yes yeah, I'm like also in Harry Potter but um essentially they start talking more about um like Tamlin and her start getting to know each other a little bit more and she starts having all these like weird dreams and one that she keeps having is a woman with long red nails slitting her throat um and it's like freaking her out obviously you know and being chased by the bogey and other creatures
0: that would scare me too yeah
1: and so she's starting to want answers because tamlin's not telling her much lucian's not telling her much and so lucian hints at that there's this ancient creature that can tell her anything she wants if she captures it which is my homie the cereal and so he cereal oh yes i was actually wearing that shirt today but my kid got stuff all over it (laughs) but um she uh so she goes to do it and he tells her to like take a chicken and light a snare and then like wait essentially and so she's waiting in the tree sets the snare and homegirl catches the cereal and she which is a big yeah deal, you the guys. my favorite part is when they're like you caught the cereal and she's like what like it's hard like legally blonde moment I'm like yes girl yes but um she goes on like where is it i have it highlighted but she was asking about Tamlin. they're like oh, you have a vagina though <laughs> i know right how did you accomplish Anything. you little weakling how dare you but yeah she, she's a witch <laughs> exactly oh my gosh and that's so relatable when we get to A Court of Silver Flames. Um, but so uh, she asks about Tamlin. And then he basically, he just likes to drop the T like, hard. He's like, be more specific. I know many things about the high the High Lord of the Spring Court. So you get the truth bomb there. And the High Lord of the Spring Court, for those of you who don't know who chose to listen anyways because you like spoilers, is like, they rule that court. They are all powerful. They have big abilities that they can do. So like, and there's like, I think it's in the, like the first or second chapter, it talks about like, there was a rumor, and this is foreshadowing of a high lord so powerful that with just a wave of his hand, you'll be turned to mist. And I already know, you know who I'm talking about. Um, And so they talk about that, but she keeps asking questions about how to get out of her bargain essentially or whatever you want to call it contractor and he says you can't but the only thing she can do is to stay with the high lord and he said that's all you can do you'll be safe do not interfere do not go looking for answers today or you'll be devoured by the shadow hanging over prithian he will shield you from it so stay close to him and all will be righted super vague but high lord she only knows one cool um and then she he goes into talk about (laughs) but there's i know but he goes into detail on here then about a lot of foreshadowing about Highburn and a violent war across the sea and all this darkness that's coming and foreshadowing and about a her that everyone is absolutely terrified of. And so he has no idea who this herd is as a, and yeah, it's just crazy. But home girl then gets stumbled upon by freaking Naga four Naga, which are these big beastly creatures that will just shred you to bits and
0: they have don't they have like pig noses pig noses
1: talons crazy yeah like it, they're just ugly like super creepy
0: they're like she calls oh, all right describes here describes them as like membranous yeah. covered in whatever. dark
1: scales nothing more they were a horrendous combination of serpentine features and male humanoid bodies whose powerful arms ended up in polished black flesh shredding talons yeah super gross and they have like what is it uh rows upon rows of razor sharp teeth and a forked tongue so these homies are chasing her and the cereals looking it's at Satan. her pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> is is like, release me, please. I gave you my answers. And they want to take the cereal. And in true fair fashion, she loses her first arrow not to save herself, but to save the cereal. And he runs, which is a huge moment for later in the books. And I'm going to cry because I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but
0: it's important. It's important that she to save him to save
1: this character. Creature. Yeah it's really really important because this character is huge later on and and has a lot of more bigger roles later on to help pharah
0: that you don't
1: expect realize in the beginning
0: why it was so important that she chose to save this creature versus really just saving herself first especially against these horrific terrifying creatures that she's never Mm -hmm. seen before
1: oh and not to mention she kills two of them by herself before tamlin saves her so there's that She's a bad totally a bad oh yeah and that so she gets taken in she gets cleaned up she's covered in blood, she's mended and my favorite part Alice is my homie like I will fight for Alice any day ever because she's cleaning her up and she's pissed okay about this happening because she finds out that Lucien's the one that told her how to like capture it and he obviously hates her right he wants her dead and so. She says, the next time that fool Lucian gives you advice on how to trap a cereal, you come to me. Dead chicken's my sagging ass. All you needed to do is offer a new robe and it would have groveled at your feet. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, Alice.
0: But yeah, yeah and
1: so that whole part's great. And Lucian even comes up to her later and is like, I heard that you saved the cereal. Like, nobody would do that. And so he apologizes for not coming when she screams and all these different things. And so there's that whole thing. Isn't, isn't Alice also not from the no, spring court? No, she's from the summer court. She's or, from the summer court. And like, it goes into more. Yeah. And her nephew is back Her nephews. There yeah. Her nephews right? are yeah. in the spring court with her um, because there's, she's protecting them from the her that they've been talking about. And so. That we haven't gotten yet. to yet. But we're going to jump to, the we're going to jump to fire night. Yeah. We're. We're forty minutes I, in. <laughs> I know this is why we couldn't do two. Let's just
0: let's talk about the best part yes. now.
1: I know this is why we couldn't do. Can you guys imagine? It's just so if we had done Acomath much. Acomath I feel like we might Acomath. need to do like a part one and part two of and oh. *Mist and Fury*. To be honest, my gosh.
0: Well, especially there's because there's so like, much. It feels like there's there's literally three parts in Akamath already. Like it's separated. Sarah, separated well, we're we're gonna be doing sections. that. Then. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I'm like, I'm down to do like section one and section I think two that's perfect. And leave them hanging, yeah, before section three, because isn't section three where chapter fifty five is? Mm-hmm. It is. So we leave them <laughs>
1: hanging. We do. <laughs> okay, so but yeah, one. so they go to fire night, um, which is basically a tradition where they renew spring. It's just like ma- like old magic. And so, Tamlin tells her to stay in her room. And is like, you gotta stay in your room. It's dangerous, especially for a human. And homegirl doesn't listen because she talks about how she has this urge in her stomach. that There's just like this tugging on her stomach of being drawn somewhere. Okay? So, she's being drawn somewhere. Doesn't know why. Just kind of keeps following it. And she gets taken by three females who are douche weasels. And... She's like fighting him off, trying, trying to trying to freaking Hank hurt her, or rape oh, her. Oh yeah, something. they're just trying to be disgusting. And so she is fighting him off, and then she gets I'm trying to find the chapter multitasking. But yeah, she gets saved by what she says. The most is the most beautiful man in the world, and not he is right. Not hands. only is it the most beautiful man in the world, he says hello or thank you for finding. Her for me, or like, hello. I've been looking for you. Thank you for finding her for me. Like something like that i to find it. My hell.
0: There you are. I've been looking I... for you. Is what he says to her, and then he turns to the three men and he says, "For
1: finding Thank her. You for... for finding her. I've been yeah. looking for
0: her." and so and they all act terrified and they run away. Oh yeah, they
1: literally about crap their pants. And so she was, and she says, like, seeing their reactions, I should have been afraid, and she wasn't. But she was she kept saying how there was a tug and a draw to him. She's like, I should go back to the house, but I didn't. I, like, wanted to talk to him more. So she talks to him more, um, asks why he's out here and, like, all these different things. And he's, like, basically all sorts of monsters are out on fire night. And he takes her back up further to where she's safe. And then Lucien finds her, takes her back in. Um, homegirl gets hungry after she's in her bedroom. And so she goes in at, like, 3 a.m. And Tamlin finds her and corners her. Major red flag one, and is like snarling like a psychopath and like bites her neck because basically in order to make spring come, homeboy's got to do the deed with somebody, and he's like crazy. So that magic hasn't worn off to make spring <laughs> come. <laughs> Literally, you guys. But so that's a
0: also that that the first time I read this, Cal, Kala, whatever, Cal May, <laughs> totally freaked oh, yeah, me it's out. It's creepy. I was like, that is disgusting. <laughs> he has to go like on a hunt and find the maiden is what they call it yeah, girl? The maiden.
1: yeah whatever and f her in front oh in a cave too a sacred cave that makes it better right but yeah so yeah. that happens there's a lot of like build up with between tamalin and pharah and everybody just getting like better acquainted Sexual yeah tension. and so the breaking point for them is when they get to summer solstice And she gets to go to that celebration. They celebrate the longest day of the year. Tam Tam plays a mean fiddle. Feyre gets drunk. They make out. It's great. Magical. On fairy wine. On fairy wine. wine. Which is
0: special wine. So she's
1: going hard. And then I think it's like the next... Goes hard on the (laughs) fiddle. But she comes back. He played her like a fiddle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... uh, Yuck. Best part is she... They're eating the next morning, I think, is what it is. And, like, they're all slightly hungover. And then in comes Resand, the High Lord of the Night court, Court, who is also known as her savior, who saved her from those three men. And she's recognizing him, but he can't see her because they glamored her basically to be able to, like, be invisible behind Lucian because they're afraid of him. Because Resand is also known as Amarantha's whore who is the she they've been talking about. The she! So Amarantha, we find out, was a general in Highburn's War and hated humans, put them in slavery. She's just a nasty human, okay? And he's coming in to check up on Tamlin for some reason and reasons they can't talk about. She's trying to figure it out. And he asks her for her, he finally can smell her and like freaks out and gets ticked that they're glamoring him. And then he, we find out that he is a is Demi Tai or something. It's basically mind reading. He can get into your mind to control you, essentially. He can do mind stuff. And he goes into her mind, reads her mind, and talks about how she's attracted to Tamlin, all these things, and he's like pissed. And so Tamlin starts to beg and is like, are you gonna tell Amarantha about her? Please don't, like, he just makes him beg and bow. Both Tamlin and Lucy have to go down and bow be able to try to prevent Fair's name getting back to Amarantha who is the she everyone is terrified about so that happens Tim Tam
0: and you freaking hate he's him
1: he's a douche
0: I'm reading it for the first time and I'm like I'm like this guy he made me so nervous
1: trash <laughs>
0: exactly I'm like why is he here oh uh, who is he? exactly nobody needs him I'm like oh and he's the crazy
1: bitch's hoe yeah what is wrong with Exactly, him? and so you like, he's sleeping with the crazy head. Exactly, ho. and you're just like, oh my god, and like you hear terrors about the night court anyways further on that I missed, like um, Amarantha sends like one of their sentries like heads, like puts it on a spike in their like yard to show them that like we're watching like stuff like that, and nobody knows anything about the night court, it's the furthest like north court, and it's supposed to be like this terrible horrible place, because they delight in bloodshed and torture and so he's obviously a scary dude nobody wants to go yeah. there, scary scary dude Tamlin then sends her away the next day because he's like freaking out that she's going to get hurt and this is after she gives Rhysand a fake name and everything to protect herself um which happens to be not really a fake name but the name of one of her sister's friends that they knew growing up so that's a big part but she goes home finds her family um they're flourishing in riches, like they have a huge manor that rivals, like the spring court. Like they send her home to, to uh, the, the real world, the human world. Human yeah. earth, right? So he basically says, like, okay. You're, okay. our agreement is void. Like, I it's still honored. You're going home. Like, I don't need you here. I don't want you here. It's not safe. And so she doesn't want to leave. And he tells her as she's in the carriage that he loves her. And she mulls over how she wants to tell him, but doesn't want to be, like, another burden to him because she can see, like, the weight of him, which is an important part. So she doesn't say anything. She gets home. Her sister and her dad, they find out, she finds out how they thought she was, like, gone, is that he glamored them to forget anything that happened at the cottage, okay? And she was basically supposedly staying with a long-lost aunt who was filthy rich that left her her fortune. And then some other random guy comes by and decides to invest in, like, her father. And then he becomes super lucrative. So, basically, Tamlin, like, made it so her family could thrive and be safe. Honors all of that. She comes home. Elaine and Daddy Archeron super excited to see her. Um, She comes with riches. But Nesta is, like, just super aloof. And, like, but she's always kind of aloof. But, like, the fact that Farrah notices, like, she's off is, like, a big deal. And so she tries to go about her normal things and everything and then finally nesta pulls her aside and is like what's going on like why are you back like there is no ant. and i went fighting to look for you and she asks about but you were glamored and nesta just says apparently an iron will is all it takes to keep glamour from digging in and so she that's a big part too for or being lady death yeah seriously But so that's, like, a big part in, like, the next book. Like, there's, like, a specific quote that talks about Iron Will in A Court of Mist and Fury as well. So that's huge. And then eventually she tells her everything, everything that's happened, tells her about mentioning Claire's name and everything. And Nessa says, "Uh, you need to go back. You need to get your High Lord. You need to rescue him. Like, I know I went for you and I'm happy you're back, but we're okay here and just don't come back. Go after him. So she does, and she gets back to the spring court, um, and it's completely trashed. Like, no one's there. Gates are ripped off. Doors are thrown open. Like, it's just absolutely annihilated. And she's starting to hunt again, essentially, to see if, make sure there's nobody around. And then she finds somebody that's cloaked, and it's Alice. And she talks to Alice, and Alice finally reveals to her what happened. So basically... The reason why Tamlin took her wasn't because of some treaty. It was because he was trying to break a curse, and forty-nine. He had forty-nine years to break this curse because he was. Gosh, Amarantha basically had the hots for Tamlin, and Tamlin couldn't give two shits about her, and refused all of her advances, and just basically told her like told her off. And eventually, she was like, "Well, wait, time out, time out. I have something to say."
0: Have you heard the theory that they're mates? Oh, please, no. Ew. That, like, Tamlin and Amarantha are mates? I hope not. And the reason she's so infuriated is because he, like, refused the mating that bond. That would make sense. That's,
1: like, why she's so deeply offended and But bothered. I also think the reason why she's so deeply offended and bothered is because she insulted. He ended up insulting her dead sister.
0: And I also think she just thinks she's hot that shit. That too. So yeah. she's Like everyone would want
1: to. Of course. With me. Yeah. And so she basically, and they. So she's all pissed about that. He insults her, and then Lucien goes in as an emissary to talk to her to try to talk her down because she's she's like crazy powerful and bloodthirsty. So they're trying to like smooth it over after Tim Tam's an idiot, and she literally plucks his eye out. And sends him back. And so they decide to do a ball later to basically for her to apologize for her temper tantrum. And they all wear masks to be polite. And she essentially just curses everybody to stay in her palace, which is called Under the Mountain. Um, And they're all stuck there until Tamlin can break this curse, which is where he had to, one, find a human woman. Not any human woman. A human woman with enough hate in her heart to murder a fairy, and to make her fall in love with him. She had to verbally admit that she loved him in order for this curse to break. And when Tamlin sent her away, there was literally like two or three days left. So basically they could have broke it, but that didn't happen. So Alice tells her all that and basically calls her an idiot and should have just admitted her feelings. And she says, you have to tell me, take me to him. And she says, you'll die. And she says, well, I don't care. Take me anyways. And so she tells her two things, never drink the wine, never make a bargain unless your life depends on it. So she goes, she goes, I know, and so she goes under the mountain, um, and she gets discovered. Is it the Ator or Ador? I always say it differently.
0: Um, it is pronounced. Okay. It's, it's phonetically, it's spelled A-T-T-O-R.
1: So. Ator probably? Ator. So the Ator finds her, which is basically like a wing, a big winged bat creature thing. They're super creepy. And so
0: maybe that's the one with snow, the pig now,
1: Yeah. Pig. Knows. But yeah, so she, that homeboy yeah. takes her into Amarantha <laughs> and is like, look what I found. And Tamlin's sitting on the DS next to Amarantha. And she's like wondering what the heck. And she says, I've come to claim the one I love, which is Tamlin. And Amarantha thinks it's absolute BS because long story short, her sister fell in love with the enemy, which was a human during the 500 year war I mentioned earlier. And the only reason this guy entertained her sister is because he wanted insider information, and then he murdered her. So Amarantha's got got a chip shoulder about that a little bit. So she thinks that all humans are just like no, no, but like all of them have, they all got issues. But also she
0: took it a little too far. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: So Amarantha is like, well, if you want to prove she's like bored, essentially. She's like, if you want to prove that you love him, what we're going to do is we're going to do three trials every full moon and if you win these three trials, I will release everyone under the mountain. And then she goes, but I'll put in a caveat that if you can solve this riddle at any point in time between these next three months, I will release everyone immediately, which is important with how she phrases it. And so she agrees, goes through these ones. The first one, she's going against a Midgar worm, which is like this huge, basically dragon worm thing that's disgusting and she ends up beating it because she just used her brain and she ends up throwing a bona amarantha at her feet which is like super badass and splatters her white dress and that's important for later on which is why i mentioned that little tidbit and then she breaks her arm in the process too okay and so she's got a bone jutting out of her skin she's covered in dirt and mud and anything else and she gets sent back to her cell in the poop P- too yeah so she's gonna be septic and die okay she ends up like having a fever and all these different things and lo and behold who comes to save her
0: <laughs>
1: reese, reese <Ann> does <laughs> that all um reese comes to save her and gives her an offer and says i will heal you but you have to make a bargain with me and she goes i'll never make a bargain with you and then finally he tells her he's like you will die and nobody will be saved like this like you have to do this. And so he asks for I think it's like 3 weeks every or 2 weeks or something like every month. I can't remember. Like he asked for a, like a, a huge time frame. I want to have you for like uh, 3 weeks every month for the rest of your life at my in the night court. And she's like no, like and then she's like 5 days and he says 2 weeks and they counter and they finally agree on 1 week out of every month she'll go to the night court court and she makes that bargain she's healed and then she instantly has a tattoo on her hand and she's like wtf dude and he goes that's how we like seal bargains in my court you didn't ask so she's healed okay and comes the next trial and Farah's illiterate because her mom died at eight and they went into ruin when she was like 11 i think and so she never got to learn how to read because she was young and the next one is to solve a riddle where she has to read and she has to save Lucian from getting stabbed by spikes. So she has three levers to pull and she keeps touching them. And as she's touching the one- incorrect ones, her palm starts to burn and it's the palm that has the tattoo on it. So Reese is saving her butt here. Isn't it an eyeball? Yeah, it's, it's a little it hand on that's on the hand? inside of her hand. And so she touches that and it saves her so she was able to save Lucian. She goes back. Um Lu- Lucian saved, she saved all these lovely fun things. But in between these things, she has to do all these impossible tasks, um like cleaning the floor like with muddy water and she saves Lucian's life more than once. And so Lucian's mom comes and gives her clean water, helps her with that, which is I feel like it's going to be a big point later on. And then another one is she has to clean lentils
0: lucian's mom in general yeah is a
1: big one It's gonna be a big yeah. so point. lucian's originally from the autumn court and his daddy is the high king of the autumn court supposedly <laughs> and <laughs> supposedly <laughs> but yeah so that's like a big deal there and then the next one is she <laughs> that ain't his daddy let's be real <laughs> and then uh the other one is uh lentils are having to be cleaned out of this random person's fireplace and if she doesn't clean it in time she's gonna get shredded to bits and there's probably like some kind of magic on it because the lentils are never gone and lo and behold who walks into the room it's Resand. and she mentions the room what breaks my heart is like it looked like nobody lived in it which is important looks like nobody lived in it no personal items nothing a mention of there and then they start talking she talks about how he's powerful still how he still has his powers because when the curse happened she was able to take a portion of all the High Lord's powers, so they weren't able to overtake her. And she's like, "Well, because I'm the most power—I was the most powerful High Lord in existence before all this." And he shows her his wings and his talons, which is huge for later on. And you'll look at that when we talk about *Inkordimus* and *Fury*. But I never realized when I read it. But he like freely shows them to her, and she's like, "Oh, that's cool. Like, whatever." Takes her back, and oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting excited about that. <laughs> I
0: want I want Akatar from freaking Reese's point Yes. Of view <sighs> so bad. I would probably just sob the whole so badly, time. So bad. Because during all of this, during all of this, he doesn't even like you learn later on that he doesn't even realize why he's doing mm-hmm. these things. Like he doesn't even realize why he's helping her, why he's showing her his his wings so freely. And like he like Yeah, keep yeah. going. And I'll see if you mention this part and if And we'll talk about it once
1: (laughs) is it closer to the end
0: no it's one of the things he does for her oh yeah i'm talking about
1: that you kidding me okay but yeah so he also takes her (laughs) to like piss off amarantha and tamlin um in between these events to these parties where he has her dress up in like super skimpy outfits and paints herself all over so nobody can see where they touched him doesn't he do it to he does it so nobody will this well, chick? no, he did that on purpose to show that she had a bargain because he wanted to piss off Tamlin. Oh, okay, but he okay. did it; he does. Nobody it so can that touch. No her. one can touch. Yeah, her. and she even mentions like she doesn't remember it because it's fairy wine, and the only places that have been disturbed are very like non-sexual parts of her arms and her waist. So he's not just groping her, okay? Which is big, and so that all happens, and she is waiting after the riddle, and she is losing it. Like she is breaking, absolutely just breaking and sobbing and falling apart and just thinks I can never do this. Like, and so she thinks she's hallucin- or I think she has a fever. It's one of the two. I can't remember, but she thinks she's hallucinating and she's breaking and she starts hearing this music, which she thinks is coming from the party. And she's like, but I've never heard them play that. And so she starts hearing this music that's beautiful and like sings to her soul. And Farah has an artist's heart like a beautiful, beautiful artist's heart. Like in her home, she painted like flowers and all these different things on the table. And she painted on her dresser for her sister. She painted flowers for Elaine. She painted fire for Nesta. And she painted the night sky on her dresser as well. And so she paints them to represent them on there. And so she gets to the final um, task, which I'm pretty sure was like the next day. Or so line. It's close. It, it basically time just blends together when she's under there because she's in a cell all the time. And there's no sun. No sun. But You're under and the mountain. only reason her like meals are decent is because Reese like yelled at the guards after like she did the lentils, like before she was eating moldy bread and water. So like she's finally getting like something normal-ish. Um oh, I'm actually gonna do a tidbit here before I go on to the final task. So the he comes to her. The day before her last trial, and is just like not his normal cocky self, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> and he's like, "I'm just, I need a moment of silence." And she's like, "Well, go somewhere else." And he has this like raw moment of just like humanity, and basically says like, "You think you hate me now, but how would you feel if I made you fuck me for fifty years?" And she just sits there and he was she was like and she like starts clanging through like all the things of like how she's this whore and he's like, I hate this woman. I hate her and I need you to win is basically what he's saying without saying it. And so that's a huge turning point. And then she goes into the That's the point when you're like something's up, you know? Like this dude has been sexually assaulted for 50 years, but why? And we find out later. Um but she goes to the last task and this task is just so cruel and there are three Fay that are brought in with their heads bagged and amarantha says kill all three of them stab them in the heart and i will free you and so she does one by one and she's taking in each and every one of them like she talks about like The color of their eyes and how she can never repaint them and like how sorry she is and then she finally gets to the third one rips it off and it's tamlin and she has to stab tamlin in the heart and then the tamlin that's quote unquote on the ds turns into a tour so it was all fake she was glamored and she's thinking about all these things about she has to do this because like she loves him but she's got to save everyone and then she thinks back to a moment in the manor when Lucian and Tamlin were talking louder than normal in a public area intentionally so they could hear because Lucian says something along the lines of for a man of like that has a heart of stone you're sure feeling a lot or something like that. And she just literally it clicks so she realizes that Amarantha is so possessive she would not risk losing Tamlin so there's something that's going to protect him and she's praying she's right. And she stabs him in the heart and hears a crack. Amarantha had put stone literally around Tamlin's heart because she said he was, like, like heartless or stone cold heart, whatever. And so that happens and the curse breaks. But she goes, you really think I'm going to actually free you? I never said a when. And so she gets pissed, throws herself, Amarantha throws herself at Farrah and just starts literally killing her like beating her within an inch of her life and then eventually she's looking over at tamlin and he's just staring at her and then she looks over at reese and he's screaming her name and trying to crawl towards her and he picks up the blood ash dagger she was using and tries to kill amarantha but he gets thrown again and the line that kills me is when she says i heard my name being called I heard it was Reese screaming my name, like he cared as if he cared. And then it says, and that was the last thing I heard. And then she broke my neck. So Farah dies. Af- oh wait, no, she doesn't die right before then. Sorry. Rewind. So she dies, but before then she whispers the answer to the riddle, which is love. And I'm not going to read the riddle cause it's long as hell, but she finally figures out the riddle. caveat to free them instantly and she says the answer is love and then she breaks her neck and she dies and she doesn't she's kind of in this like halfway point of like death and life and she's seeing herself through someone's eyes and she realizes it's Reese. she's seeing through herself through Rhysanne's eyes and she contributes it to the bond that they created through um the bargain on her hand And so she's like, okay, like, that's what that's doing. And she could feel a tug in her gut that was home. And she's like, I just pulled onto that. A tug. I pulled onto that and it felt like home. And I pulled and pulled and pulled. And then all the High Lords, there's seven High Lords, get up and they give her a drop of power. And it says something along the lines of... She just saved yeah, them she all. Yeah, she saved all of them because they all were... She saved everybody. They were all under Amarantha's rule. And she saves them all. And so they give them all a drop. I'm trying to find the quote because it broke me. She saves them all and everything. But Ree says something along the lines of... Yeah, so Reese stepped forward, bringing a shred of my soul with him. And found Tamlin staring at me, at us, for what she gave, Risan said, Extending a hand, we'll bestow what our predecessors have granted to a few before. And he he paused. This makes us even. And he added, and I he added, and I felt that twinkle of his humor as he opened his hand and let that seed of light fall onto me. So she finally resurrects, essentially, but she comes back as Faye. And she is what they called a maid fae who now has had basically like an ember of life of every high lord. And she's trying to like understand what's going on and process all of this. Everything that's happened. The people she's killed. And she decides to like help people. And then before they leave, she decides to go on a balcony to talk to Resand. And this part, girl... I don't know if you noticed this before, but I saw the smirk you did. So this part, they start talking and they're kind of bantering back and forth. And he's like, well, I guess I'll see you when I see you, essentially, you know. And she's like, you forget like one like week a month, like trying to just keep it casual and he laughs, but then he looks at her like he's just seen a ghost. And he says his nostrils flared and he just takes off. He gets his wings and he takes off and she's like, that was odd. Okay. And he takes off, goes back home, and then she ends up going hand-in-hand hand with Tamlin back into Spring Court to where they can finally live a life without being stuck under Amarantha's hold. And so you get so happy for her because you're like, Homegirl's been through it. She went and risked like, for the love of her life, and now she's stuck to this sketchy dude. <laughs> Quote-unquote sketchy. But we discover a lot about her resilience. And really, it's that it.
0: moment at the end when, when his like nose flares and he like freaks out and leaves. Seriously, when I was reading it, that meant nothing. Totally, to me. I was like,
1: "You're like, you're weird." Weirder. You're like, it's
0: maybe he's like pissed because now he's like, I have a crush on Fey and, yeah. and I'm
1: gonna leave. Yeah, pissed he's gonna because it tam- was just really weird. It was like, it was like and- for me, I thought it was just jealousy. Like he realized like she's going back to Tamlin like, because like you realize that between the Night Court and Spring Court, they're very like. Big tensions, and you don't discover that until I think *Mist and Fury*. Deep but wounds. there's some very deep wounds that will never heal, and so a lot of rift between the two.
0: Wait, for good oh, reason. Oh, totally. Time, for a good reason, they will
1: never. Oh, heal. Oh, totally. Like I would never forgive mm-mm. him. This absolutely, glory. and yeah, it's just it's a whole jacked up mess. But that's literally, and to save you like seven hours of reading, that's literally *A Court of Thorns and Roses* in a nutshell. But I loved this book because of how much it makes you feel like I was surprised. when I picked this up, like the first, like four chapters, I was like, okay, let's get on with this. And then like homeboy blasts in. So, but it's really good. And yeah. In the beginning, it's a lot
0: of world building and a lot of information and it feels kind of slow, but once you've read the books and you go back and you reread this one, it's like,
1: yeah, there's just so much info dump, like, and we're going to have, like, a whole, the reason why we're talking about, like, all these books right now is because there's a lot of theories involved in all of Sarah's series and how they're interconnected, and so we're trying to, like, basically get the scoop, and that way when we do discuss the theories, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember A, B, and C that was brought up, but there's just so much. Yeah we'll have to re we're going to record earlier this next week because i will be out of town on our normal recording day um so yeah we'll probably try to switch it up that way you guys aren't just bored <laughs> if you can't because i have friends who- she'll be out of town because she's coming yep. here gonna come visit and we're gonna do
0: photos so together and we're gonna take a
1: bunch of content photos
0: and i'm so excited yeah because for those of you who don't know I am in Utah and Andy is in Idaho. So we actually don't live near each other. So when we record this podcast, we literally do it over the internet.
1: Spiffy. So spiffy. We're so
0: cool.
1: Well, sorry for the info dump y'all, but it was just a lot.
0: No, that was great. No, That was great. And it's
1: just, there's a lot of little things you don't think about. And like, if you haven't like reread this, like I never usually reread books. But when i reread this i was captivated just as i was the first time
0: and i will say i just want to say what my like two favorite parts of the book are because i
1: (laughs) do it do it do it i
0: just want to like have my two cents um my favorite my absolute favorite part is chapter 20 where he says there you are i've been looking for you because i think when he says that he's just trying to like play along with the fact he's trying to like save her from these three dudes. So he's like, there you are, I've been looking for you. Like you would say, like if you saw a girl-
1: Being stalked, yeah. Being hit
0: on at a bar and she looked uncomfortable, you would walk up to her and he'd be like, there you are, I've been looking for you. But he, I think in that moment, doesn't quite- Understand what he's saying. (laughs) Realize like why, how literal that statement is. How like deeply, deeply- But he actually does know it's literal
1: because of reasons. (laughs)
0: reasons and then you get to the end of i just want to i want to hear it i want her to write akatar and reese's point of view because when he gets to the end and his nose flares and everything and he's like and then he flies off like have you seen the video of him getting home after that like finally getting home and he's like Sobbing, crying while more. Have you seen all the
1: like uh, the fan art that one did of like every single character that greeted him? Yep. Yep.
0: Don't. I don't (laughs) want to talk about it. You guys, I know all of you. Hopefully, hopefully, most of you who are listening, I don't like spoilers, so I hope no one is reading that wants to spoil this. But I just, yeah, I I cannot wait for Akamath to talk about it because. It's just so freaking magical. Like the way that Sarah writes is seriously incredible. She literally writes books so that you will reread them. Like she's genius. She literally writes them in a way where like you feel a deep need to go back and read them. Totally. And I have been re- rereading. Well, I finished re- re- reading. Blah, blah, blah. I finished rereading alchemath and I texted you, Andy, afterwards, <laughs> and I was like, I am seriously getting the same amount of joy. Like, I'm buzzing. Like, it's crazy because you think, I never reread books, ever. I actually want to get the um, – I really, really badly want to get the
1: – buy, like, the audiobooks. The graphic audiobooks, though. I've heard those are amazing So it's like yes. listening to a movie. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I, And I want to get those so I can – listen to the books again just like casually because i just you guys i love these books i cannot i cannot wait for us to get to the episode we're gonna have rena on the episode with us she's one of our friends who is basically the queen of theories um theories so we're gonna have her on the episode with us to discuss some of the theories and you guys i cannot wait for that episode because i feel like i had so many that i'm just like i like there's so many i cannot wait have they released yet when the next Akatar is coming out
1: i think it's 2025 she didn't give a date but we have crescent yeah. city beginning of 2024 in january ja- in january and yeah. then i think she's just gonna probably do like a january unless she decides to bump it up which i'd be surprised with her baby and everything
0: but i know she had a baby mama sarah anyways i am so excited because i just feel like there's so many things i need answered oh my gosh like at least with like throne of glass i didn't want it to be over but i felt completed i felt like it was completed yeah like i felt like it was a good ending like i didn't i felt like if maybe she had kept going it would have just been like a lot yeah like,
1: but she made it you know i wanted her to, to where she could have like add small novellas on the side to where if she yes, wanted to continue side things. characters as opposed to like focusing on yeah. the main ones, which I think is genius. Cause that's people are wanting. And she,
0: <laughs> Yes, exactly. And she left it open-ended enough where because throne of glass, the timeline of throne of glass is, if you think about it, time wise mm-hmm. is essentially the time before. Yeah. Like some of the other series. Yeah, And the
1: last book of, uh, kingdom of ash and throne of glass is taking place during a court of silver flames in an Yep. yeah so
0: yeah so there's still room in the next Akatar books for there to be mention in some way because sarah combines all of her books of these throne of glass characters and the same with crescent city mm-hmm. it is it will be so easy for her to continue these people's stories which makes me wanna freaking scream. She's a wizard. I just am dying. I want the next Achatar book because I wanna know what the freak happens with Azriel
1: and everyone else involved.
0: I wanna know about Lucian. I'm dying. You know who I wanna know about more than anybody? More? May? I pray. Yes. <laughs> more, my baby. I I the minute that um oh my gosh, what's her name? Emery? Emery. The minute that Emery's like, she is so beautiful. Talking about Mora, I was like,
1: <sighs> <laughs> You're like Lesbian lovers. I'm like, please, please.
0: <laughs> I love you guys. They're so cute. They would be so cute together. They deserve each other. I also just want to know more about Mora's past. Yes. And I feel like her her and Emery <laughs> don't do that. I feel like her and Emery's, like Emery, also has a lot of,
1: like they've got a lot of baggage and things. trauma that has happened yes. on both ends.
0: And there's just so many. Oh my gosh, you guys! The theories are endless. The theories are endless. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's Akatar, you guys. We did it. I hope you.
1: You're welcome for the word vomit. Like. <laughs> Your
0: recap and your little, it's fun to hear like other people discuss it. Sometimes people, I've known people who read books and don't have like great comprehension of the books. Like they don't remember a lot of the things. So this will be fun. And I just feel like if, if it were me and I was hearing people discuss ACOTAR, mm-hmm. I would just feel all like fluttery and excited again. Totally. Like listening to you talk about it, I was like, because you want to interject the whole
1: time, but you're like, all oh, right, we got to do this. We yeah. got to do this. <laughs>
0: I'll be quiet. But no. Even though I did interject the whole time. That's
1: what you're here for. That's what you're here for. But like
0: the listeners, they'll be like, you guys will be like, oh my gosh, remember this? They're like, I wanna talk about this.
1: Totally. Like which and We hope you guys feel like you're here with us and like Yeah. And like we'll do like posts and like I'll like I'll do a post tomorrow. um not tomorrow, but on the day we release. Um, and I just if you guys want to comment like your favorite part about it or favorite part just Avatar in general so we can like relate about personal things I would love that because I could talk Avatar all day yeah so we'll do something like that I'll get something yeah dude get something
0: scheduled for that I think we are very grateful for you guys so many of you have listened already and shared it and told people about it I've gotten so many texts from people Um, we've gotten a lot of really good feedback people were like Oh, I hated that you wouldn't just like say it, that you were trying to protect because like a lot of the people listening have already read these books so they were like
1: oh we want you to just say it we want you to just say it and I heard that from many people. Multiple people like just talk about it and like just put like a big spoiler at the beginning like hey like we're talking about this there's spoilers yeah which makes it so much if easier for you're... us because we want to talk it's about hard. it it's hard it's the people listening to this most have read all of here's them here's the thing
0: it's going to fly over their head. They're not even going to think twice about it. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, we are happy to spoil, happy to talk about the book. So excited you guys are here. Cannot wait for Akamath. I'm so freaking excited. It's amazing. That is one of my favorite books in this series because I just feel like there's so much growth for these characters and we get to meet new characters who we love so dearly. And
1: I'm getting all giddy just thinking about it. You get to meet the real
0: Reese. I know. You get to meet the real him. And I just think that Sarah is just an incredible author Mm -hmm. who writes people who you love and who you care about so deeply. And I just.
1: Well, the character growth that she ah. does on all of her characters and just the small little like sentences she'll throw in. Like I'm already noticing that in A Court of Wings and Ruin like setting it up for A Court of Silver Flames I'm like literally like just highlighting the crap out of foreshadowing of everything in A Court of Silver Flames because she's literally just putting those in and it's amazing to see that and the character and growth she, and the hope that it makes you feel when you're yes. reading it you're like oh my gosh I want to go battle some creepy giant beasts and defend my people I
0: love discussing these books and I'm so excited to get to the next ones and. Sarah's just an incredible writer and these books make you feel like you're on top of the world and you could do anything and there's characters that you love that in the end you realize how many red flags they actually had and characters that you hated and then you realize that you love them and she does that in all of her series and the growth in her characters is seriously insane like you're watching these people where if you read book one and you read book five you wouldn't recognize them you would not okay. recognize him and she brings real world things into this like mental health and like just so many things that are so real life that you relate to these people so much even though they're a fantasy character and they're this like magical character and you feel like you could never relate to them but she has like sexual assault victims and she has people who are abused and she has people with mental health issues and she has just all these things where they're so relatable and believable anyways i'll get off my soapbox but i seriously love these books and i'm so grateful for you guys for listening andy do you have anything to say in closing
1: not much just buckle up because it's only gonna get better and don't forget to crawl to that follow spot like a good girl and follow
0: us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like a good girl.
0: <laughs> Crawl to that. Yeah, thanks to the um, our little book Instagram group for giving us a shout all out to ideas. you, Rena. Anyways, well, yep, like she said, like a good girl. Crawl over there, follow us, give us a review,
1: message us Tell on us Instagram. What we did good. Tell, us, Tell what us what you want to we hear. Did bad like our videos
0: comment on things i'm morally gray tbr she's probably anxiously reading together we are like a good girl podcast we love you all so much we're (laughs) so grateful for being here amen (laughs) okay bye